0: to Sweet Kicks with Bricks, the show which helps you decide if a game is worth spending your hard-earned money on, or a try before you buy. Now here's your host, Barry Ricks! Hey guys, welcome to Sweet Kicks with Bricks, I am your host, Barry Ricks, and today's Kickstarter highlight is Bargain Quest, and I have the mastermind behind the game, I have Jonathan with me, how's it going Jonathan? It's going well. Awesome. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and about who you are all right so
1: uh my name is jonathan yay uh i am a game designer uh currently based out of new jersey um i've uh, designed a number of games uh, mainly with fantasy flight games before uh, including star wars imperial assault uh the game of thrones the trivia game and uh doom the board game i've also done development work on games like battle lore and uh, warhammer 40k forbidden stars and uh yeah, so uh, it's, I've, I've done all right for myself so far. But uh, this will be my first uh, independent game project. I'm super excited about it, uh, Bargain Quest.
0: Awesome. Uh, well, yeah. it sounds like you have a pretty, uh, pretty awesome resume already.
1: <laughs> uh, I like to think so. It's, it is a little funny. Most of the games I've worked on are like these huge, heavy tactical affairs. Right. And, uh, I, and I do love those, but like, you know, getting away from like, you know, I would do those at work and then when I'd come home, I play a lot. I really enjoy, you know, lighter games
0: like Spyfall and Sheriff of Nottingham, and you know, I, more I love social Sheriff stuff. of Nottingham. That's a great game. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So let's jump right into it. Bargain Quest. What is it, and what can people expect from it when they play it? So, uh, Bargain Quest
1: is a drafting game, kind of like uh, Seven Wonders or Sushi Go, if you've played any of those, right? Um, where players take the role of item shopkeepers in a classic RPG adventuring town. Uh, And so you have uh, the standard situation of there are monsters attacking the town and heroes have come to defeat them. But there's a problem. These heroes uh, don't have any weapons or armor and they have way too much money. And (laughs) it's way way down their pockets. It's exactly. And so your job is to solve both of those problems for them. Um, The game involves uh, you'll draft item cards into your hands to stock your shelves and then you will. Play some of those item cards on display uh, to attract heroes into your shop. The items in your display can't be sold, unfortunately. They are, you know, for display only. So you're going to have to make a sort of risk versus reward assessment of, okay, do I want to use this to attract a hero or do I want to risk not getting the hero I want but maybe be able to sell them this really cool item? Right. Uh, then the heroes go off to fight the monster and uh, hopefully they live and make money. But if they die, you know, worse things have happened. That's right. Uh and at the end of the game, the shop that uh, has been the most successful, which involves uh, patronizing the most uh, successful heroes and making the most money, uh, wins the game. Um, yeah.
0: Awesome. So that's basically the, <laughs> that's like the elevator pitch for the whole thing. That's, and that's great. Sounds like a great elevator pitch to me. So how did, uh, how did you decide to make Brogan Quest? What made you want to create this type of game?
1: Um, so I've always enjoyed these kind of like lighter social game uh, party style games, uh, you know, that play nice and fast. And um, I always really like the theme of you have these, you know, D&D tropes, these classic RPG elements. Right. Um, and I love sort of like just moving the attention. Like, what are these guys doing? You know, what is it like to be like a cook or a shopkeeper or a bartender? Yeah. In no, this no, f- no focus on the, the normal people. <laughs> Right? Like, yeah, it's like, you know, what must it be like for these people? And um, there are, you know, other games that sort of explore these things from other angles. Uh, The heaviest inspirations are uh, the video game Reciteer, which is um, sort of this Japanese RPG uh, item shop thing. Right. That's much more about um, sort of the puzzle and uh, the negotiation of prices than this is. And then also games like Boss Monster, which where you are a... uh, you are the monster, the boss of a dungeon, and you're trying to lure adventures in to eat them. This game sort of occupies a bit of a middle ground thematically between those two, uh, and is taking all the things I like from those games and uh, stripping out the few things that uh, I might have been critical about.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's awesome. So, so how, you, and you mentioned it's a, it's a quick play, so what, how quick is a quick play? Um, it, 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 so the, uh, if it's a two-player game,
1: the game plays in about half an hour. Okay. Uh, basically adds about 15 minutes uh, per player you add on up to four players uh, we're hoping to get it uh, to more in stretch goals but that'll require adding some content and maybe making the box a little bigger so uh, right now we're just budgeting for up to four players um, and uh, yeah it's uh, it, it's sort of in that middle range of uh, games it's not like super fast like you know the 10 minutes of spy fall right but uh, yeah like Definitely compared to you know what I usually make, so like the Imperial Assaults
0: and the Forbidden Stars, where uh, you need to pack your pajamas. It's not one of those. That's right. <laughs> well, what's uh, what age range are you thinking would be appropriate to uh, place this game at?
1: Um, I'd say the game uh, is pretty solid at 10 and up we've played with some kids and they seem to get it pretty quick um, there is uh, a there's a fair amount of uh, addition that's occurring of course like you're like okay how much can this hero afford how much right. can you sell them um, but basically anyone with basic math skills can probably do pretty well with the game uh,
0: but, and have but a good that, time. Could, you, that could be an educational thing for for the kids <laughs> right learn how to run a shop and then you can you know go into business later in life right. Yeah, train them up for the capitalist economy. That's right. Jonathan taught you how to run a business. (laughs) That's awesome. So, I mean, so as we're recording today, you guys still have about 23 days left to go on the campaign, set to end on April 27th, and you guys are a little, like, pretty much halfway, a little halfway there. Yeah, we're about just
1: shy of halfway
0: right now. Right. Yeah. So, so you guys hit your, your initial push at the beginning, and now you, you've hit the undeniable what every Kickstarter hits is that, that plateauing area, right? mm-hmm, that coasting. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but, uh, but you know and then you always have that spike at the end right there, for sure. So. But that's exciting. I mean you guys are on, on the positive track, and it, it's looking like you guys can get there. I mean, you have a good good set amount of backers, and for a first-time project, uh, how do you feel that it's going?
1: Uh, yeah, I, you know, I think uh, from all the data we've gotten, it looks like we're uh, on track to be a modest success, which is nice. Uh, I'm, you know, just a huge bundle of nerves this entire
0: time. Oh, like, totally. <laughs> it is
1: just this sort of, like, background radiation of stress in my life right now. Right. Uh, but overall, like, I'm, I'm super excited. This is actually uh, not the first Kickstarter project I've been a part of, but it is the first uh, board game Kickstarter. Right. Uh, I've contributed to uh, some comic anthology stuff, and I worked on a uh, children's book with my sister, who is the illustrator for this game. Oh, cool. Um, previously. Uh, so, I mean, we had a general sense of what, you know, the way Kickstarter would roll, but those were uh, slightly less ambitious projects than this one, which is uh, pretty nuts. Uh, we've got George Rohawk as our campaign manager, and he's excellent. He's helping us out and keeping us on track.
0: That's awesome. Well, I mean, I mean the game looks it looks fantastic that of course the art obviously your sister does a great job and i i do just love the concept of it i love being able to you know yeah i want to run my item shop and sell to the heroes and i that's all i care about i just want to make some money and instead of (laughs) instead of putting my life on the line and you know trying to kill monsters you know let them do that so i i i love the concept of it i love the you know the uh, the quickness of it, you know. Of course, fifteen minutes per player, and uh, and you said it's up to four players, correct?
1: Yep, currently it goes up to four.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And so with the with the Kickstarter and ending at the end of the month, and when when you guys are successfully funded, which you know I don't doubt will <laughs> happen, when do you hope to have the game out to the backers? Uh, so let's see. Currently,
1: uh, our plan, like at the at a broad estimate, we're hoping to get uh, them out before Christmas. Uh, like, that's sort of our super outside thing that we're almost certain we're going to hit. Right. Uh, right now, we're aiming at uh, probably around uh, September or October. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, right now, we'll see. Uh, it certainly will depend on the, uh, the volume that we get. And, uh, right. Right.
0: And what, what potential stretch goals and all that stuff mm-hmm.
1: and other add-ons and things but um like a lot of the art for the game is already done uh we've got you know a, again our illustrator is phenomenal uh my sister is a, a former disney visual development artist she's worked on tangled frozen big hero 6 That's awesome. Uh I'm just I'm so excited to get to Yeah lucky art.
0: lucky to have her work on this with you. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I mean if nothing else, this will be a good Christmas gift, right? You know, set set at that right time, like, worst case scenario, Christmas time. Best case scenario, uh, Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> we'll That's, yeah. Base it around holidays.
1: <laughs> you know, I mean, it seems like those are kind of the milestones to hit. Like, certainly, um, you know, we're sort of going to avoid... Uh, the plan like was to avoid Chinese new year in our entire scheduling plan. Cause as you know, like that is always a big hiccup uh, when doing overseas manufacturing. Yes.
0: Yeah. I, I've already, sp- I have spoken with and heard the woes of some manufacturers and shipping and everything be like, Oh, it's a- my stuff stuck on the boat for three weeks type of thing. So, yep. Oh uh, yeah.
1: Like we had a big delay uh, a while ago with a bunch of FFG products uh, on, they were, there was a, Um, A shipping strike in uh, Southern California that just stopped everything
0: cold. Right, yeah, I remember hearing about that. So, yeah, that's, I mean, and but the great thing about Kickstarter and the community, I think, and a lot of people are learning this, is they understand that sometimes, you know, little snafus like that can happen when, whether it's, you know, the manufacturing part where, oh, something wasn't printed correctly, so we need to have it reprinted or, you know, the inevitable woes of sometimes shipping things
1: yeah definitely i think like the thing that we've learned from all the kickstarters so far is just communication is key like right. backers will forgive you if you just let them know like don't surprise them with delays or anything just kind of like be upfront and be like here is everything that's going on like that you know that transparency seems to be uh you know super valuable and very important to these oh, campaigns.
0: i totally agree and 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 once again that's another great thing about kickstarter is being able to have that type of transparency and communication with the people that are buying your game rather than just having you know um you know no names or faces and you're just like oh give me your money type of thing so yeah i, I, uh, I, I tell I, you yeah it is
1: weird like uh you know I used to work with Fantasy Flight, and there, like, you're sort of, you're working on your product, and then you sort of send the design away, and then, like, six months later, you find out, oh, it came out, and there was all this marketing at all this work. you're like, oh,
0: well, that's nice, like, Surprise. Just,
1: yeah, it's completely, like, this has been uh, a very exciting uh, experience on being on this side of it, and being able to just excitedly
0: talk about anything that I want uh, about the game, and how it's going, and just the cool stuff right it's your own personal new adventure mm-hmm. awesome well jonathan i appreciate you taking time out of your stressful and busy time with uh <laughs> doing bargain quest but uh thank you for coming on the show letting people know more about the game and more about you and and good luck to you and all your future endeavors thank you so much yeah it was my pleasure and uh why don't you tell people maybe where they can find out more about bargain quest
1: Uh, sure. Uh, you could check us out at www.bargainquestgame.com. Uh, and you could also search us up on Kickstarter.
0: Awesome, and we'll of course have links to that in the show notes. And once again, Jonathan, thank you for your time, and thank you to Dan Patrice. He's Dan, the board game man. He helped create our intro and outro. And you could find him at thegeekallstars.com. And this is Barry Ricks reminding you to back your projects wisely. Thanks for listening to Sweet Kicks with Bricks. If you'd like to mail the show, send any questions, comments, or interview requests to sweetkickswithbricks at gmail.com. Sweet Kicks with Bricks is a Closet Geek Studios production. For more information on the Closet Geek, please head to closetgeek.net.